0: Hey guys, this is Ralph Machio. Hey, what's up y'all? This is William Zapka. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion. And I am Peter and you guys a very special episode. Also, Happy New Year to you guys. Joining me from Entertainment Weekly is Kristen Baldwin. How are you doing, Kristen?
0: I'm very good. How are you?
1: I am doing well. It's that uh, everyone's going to be listening to this on, on New Year's Day. Uh, and they're probably exhausted from binging season four, I would imagine. <laughs>
0: Yes, I actually was just speaking to a friend yesterday who said he's going to get up at 2 a.m. Central and, and watch the whole season and then uh, nap before he gets up to uh, watch all the bowl games on, <laughs> on New Year's Day. So Cobra Kai fans uh, have definitely planned out their New Year's around this.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. They have. Um, I saw a, an amazing tweet last night at the time of this recording. Uh, I believe John Herwitz retweeted it. And it was a gentleman who tweeted out. Everyone keeps asking me if I have plans for New Year's Eve. And he had like a poster of Cobra Kai's like, yes, I do. You know, so it's, <laughs> it's pretty amazing to see. Now, um, a lot of our uh, uh, listeners and people in our Facebook group page, they are familiar with your work. Um, oh,
0: that's and nice.
1: yeah, and if anyone has read your stuff, it really does come off as like, you know, you're a genuine fan as well, not just a journalist who is writing about an assignment. Can you talk about like uh, maybe your history with uh, the Karate Kid? And you shared like a really nice story about um, when when you first started watching Cobra Kai as well.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Um, So I am a TV critic at Entertainment Weekly. And, you know, I've certainly seen the Karate Kid movies, uh, you know, the original multiple times and then the others I've seen them, but, you know, I'm not some, you know, I wasn't somebody that I'm going to pretend that I was like an expert or a total OG fanatic, but as part of my job as a TV critic back in 2018, uh, you know, YouTube had sent screeners of Cobra Kai. And I was like, you know what, this seems like a terrible idea, you know, (laughs) like on paper and, but I'm going to watch it because I, you know, it's my job, and also I'm curious. And I started watching the first season. This was before it dropped on on YouTube, and I was like, I I couldn't believe how into it I was. And at one point, there's a scene in season one where Daniel's at Mr Miyagi's grave, I believe, and he's talking to the bonsai tree, and I'm literally tearing up. And I tweeted out at the time, like, "What is happening? Who am I? Am I really?" crying watching Ralph Macchio talk to a bonsai tree and Ralph Macchio saw that tweet and he brings it up to me every time we speak now, just because he really, he was like, you know, you were one of the first who really, you know, supported this show. So yeah, it really caught me by surprise how much I loved it. The review headline that I, the headline of the review that I wrote in season one was, you know, Cobra Kai, uh, the Karate Kid sequel series kicked the crap out of my heart, and it's true. Like I couldn't believe how much I loved it, and so from then on, I was, you know, devoted.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a fantastic show, and I can't believe that there's still some people that it's really hard to sell on. You know, the, the idea of a show that involves karate in the world. You know, people often say like, oh, it's it's like Power Rangers. I go,
0: I <laughs> mean,
1: <laughs> you know, not necessarily, but um it, and. And w- when it did come out, you know, it's categorized as a comedy. I, I know that at the Emmys, there were other shows like Shit's Creek, which is fantastic. And, you know, I often compare it to like when um, when we had the 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 phase of your Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad's and Mad Men. Mm-hmm. It's just a very tough category for drama at that time. Comedy now is difficult. And. Shit's Creek has ended, but now you got Ted Lasso that comes out on mm-hmm. Apple TV, which most people don't have access to. Yeah. That wins all these awards and us OG Cobra Kai fans are like, come on, guys, like, mm-hmm. did you not watch 203 where, where Johnny is talking to Miguel at the diner and like I, these I mean, guys are being robbed?
0: I knowing the TV industry and the TV Academy as I do in terms of you know being a TV journalist for as many years as I have been. I have to say, I I do think it's quite a victory that the show got the comedy nomination. And I, I think it's only beginning for them in terms of, you know, because it is so hard and, you know, voters aren't necessarily because, again, look, I say this with so much love. But again, when you think when you look at the idea for Cobra Kai on paper, it seems like a terrible idea. Right. Like what? A Karate Kids <laughs> sequel series where there are grownups and they're still fighting about their karate, you know, and you don't realize on paper you know, it. you don't realize how well it's done until you watch it. And it's hard right. to get Academy voters, you know, frankly, uh, and awards voters to really watch everything, you know, the, that they need to watch. It's yeah. just there's too much. So I'm very thrilled that they got the Emmy nomination. I think there will be more to come in the future. Um, you know, I, I continue to assert that William Zapka is giving one of the funniest TV performances, you know, every year. Um, And by the way, he's also a great dramatic actor, as is Ralph Macchio, as is, you know, the cast is great. It's a, I would technically classify it as a dramedy simply because there's so much moving. There's so many moving moments and so much emotion. But I I absolutely think they made the right choice uh, sort of positioning it for awards as a comedy.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of the gist of it that that we got from John Hurwitz on, on Twitter as well. I mean, in season four alone and you guys, I haven't said it yet, but I would hope nobody started this episode without having binged season four. I guess, yes. I mean, I mean, spoilers are coming for sure. Spoilers. But um, the show, we we need like a, a real life enforcer, like a stingray to be sent to like these, you know, these voters to say, <laughs> hey, you need to watch some Cobra Kai. You need some Cobra Kai in your life for real. But, for real. Um, you know, in your, your opinion, um, Sholo and Tanner, what do you think about their acting this season? Because th- there was a tweet that... Um, I think John Hurwitz tweeted something out and a follower commented uh, something to the, uh, to the effect of like, if you can describe season four in one word, what would it be? And nobody has answered. And I've, I've, I pulled that tweet up like two or three times just staring at it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, what what word would I use? And I just thought about it yesterday. And I'm still waiting on when I can answer that tweet um, unsolicited. Because yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I do. But uh, I think growth. I think season four is all about growth. The filmmakers, the, um, the actors, the writers, yeah. everything is a step up um, in, in season four, in my opinion.
0: I agree. I mean, I definitely, I love Cholo. I think he's great. I think he's always been really good and he continues. Um, But I do agree. uh, Tanner's acting has absolutely grown. I mean, I think in previous seasons, he was maybe hindered by his haircut. I just, I couldn't get past it. The hair was, (laughs) I couldn't do it. I couldn't take him seriously.
1: I see the lies. You
0: know, know, but I, I do, I do think this season, especially there's, uh, sort of a scene in the final episode with his dad and it's it's really incredible and i do um I, I think that he has definitely grown the most in terms of the young actors and um yeah i, I from the beginning, I certainly I think the adult cast has been great but uh yeah i I would agree with you that growth is a great word to put it because there's really a lot of growth in terms of even you know Johnny and Daniel realizing. My way is not always the highway. <laughs> right. you know, it, it shouldn't always be. and And I, what one of the things I love is that about this series, and it's happened in season three as well, it's that the kids are teaching the adults. The kids yes. are saying, "Hey, we have to work together. Hey, we have to, you know, hey, we have to follow our own path in terms of doing the karate that's right for us. And that will help us all move forward. And I love that the kids are the ones who who uh, teach the adults again and again.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we just you know, we call them all types of things in our groups. The the the, the Johnny and um, and um Ralph. No, see, I was trying to avoid saying Ralph Daniel. You know, we yes. call them like, you know, these dumb idiot adults who like, yeah, they, they don't know anything unless one of the kids pointed out to them. So um, yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into this. So for those that need a little uh, clarification, we're, we're counting down kind of the things that we didn't really expect from season four. So like something that like <laughs> oh okay, well I didn't see that coming. And then number one would we'll be like holy shit, you guys, I did not expect that at all. So so that's what we'll be doing. Uh, Kristen, you're the guest, so I'll have you start with your number five.
0: Okay, my number five is. Uh... A little silly, but it's also truly I had to pause and absorb the moment. Um, And we're talking about in episode eight, uh, the kids all go to the big dance. And uh, Dimitri, uh, I just, I really, I can't stress enough how bowled over I was by Dimitri's Pac-Man suit. So he goes to the dance with Hawk and he's wearing this incredible bespoke black suit with a Pac-Man design. And I just... I really honestly paused and said to my editor, I want to do like a 10,000 word oral history on the origin of this suit because it's incredible. So shout out to costume designer Frank Helmer. Um, I will say, while the Dimitri Yasmin relationship to me is a little silly and I feel like it's a bit of wish fulfillment for I don't know, perhaps the three creators, you know, who maybe didn't get hot chicks in high school. <laughs> Love you guys. Um, <laughs> I do think it was all worth it. If it meant that he got to go to the prom in this suit. So amazing.
1: The suit is amazing. And for those that follow me on Twitter, um, you guys may remember, cause it, it would be a week by now that I retweeted just a random tweet about a father who tweeted the the screen of Pac-Man and yeah. you know, mentioned something about his son. So if anybody saw that, that was the kind of like, hey, you guys, you know. Um, <laughs> so I do things like that. But that's that's a fantastic one. I'm glad you brought that up because I wouldn't have, to do that here. But uh, I'm just like, you guys, somebody's got to check out this Pac-Man uniform. And so or a uh, suit rather. But yeah, I need to invite Frank back on. And I lo- I love that you know these names, too. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's important to you know, I had to I was like, well, well wait, who who is responsible <laughs> for this genius? And I you know, and obviously the costume designer. So I love it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I love that, too. Um, So my number five, I, I don't know if you'll have this one on here. Um it's Carrie Underwood's cover of Moment Moment of Truth. Yes. Is do you have that?
0: I don't have it okay. but uh but I love it. Yes.
1: So fantastic song first of all because it is from the OG Karate Kid movie. Not one of my favorites but but I I, I like it enough. And to hear Carrie cover it, she gives it like she breathes some, you know, kind of like some fresh life into it and and, and it makes it yeah. new and she really owns it. It's very I, I don't want to compare it to this because I, I think the other song is, is a little bit much better, but Kari Kimmel's um, cruel summer, you know, it's, it's kind of yeah. like that. It's like, Oh, okay. This is a modern version of one of the cover songs, but it's a great song to have like the montage in the background, things like that. And do you, do you know why Carrie Underwood was, was on here? Just, I do. Kinda, and in fact,
0: okay. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna tease that in a uh, probably up in the week, uh, following this podcast dropping, I will have uh, a story, an interview with John Hurwitz, who talked to me about why, A, they used that song, and then B, uh, with the creators talking about, uh, yes, the the backstory with Carrie Underwood. And, uh, you know, she tweeted about it. And obviously, and they, they kind of joked, I think Hayden joked like, celebrities beware. If you tweet about Cobra Kai, we are going to ask you to come on the show. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. I love that.
1: Great Easter egg there. So, um, yeah, that's my number five. And I, I think it, it was a fantastic lead up from uh, Chairman Ron's stealing yes. Daryl's mic, you know, to introduce her. So, all right. Uh, your number four.
0: OK, my number four is uh, from episode six. And the overarching theme for this one is I love sort of the evolving relationship in this season between Amanda LaRusso and Tori. And, you know, she goes from sort of being like, you know, F you, if you go near my family, I'm going to have you thrown in jail to realizing that Tori has a hard life and and empathizing with her and wanting to help her get on the right track. And I love this moment in episode six where we learn Amanda was arrested uh, in high school for like assaulting her math tutor's car with a bat while her tutor was in the car, you know, because, you know, her tutor was sleeping with her, her father having an affair or whatever. And she says, you know, I'm lucky it didn't ruin my life. And I love that. Like Daniel didn't know this about her. He knew that there was some prank, but I think it's a great, uh, not, you know, it was very smart of the writers to give Amanda's character that extra incentive to want to help tori it's not coming out of nowhere it's coming from a place of you know what uh you know i've i've sort of let my emotions get the better of me too as a kid and i wish somebody had been there for me you know so i loved that
1: oh i thought that was uh, fantastic that's just another one of those you can categorize as different but same Yes. right so, yes. so they have the history so so just to find out that backstory myself i was like Wow, thinking about it actually is is giving me chills, and like I, I can't wait to get that uh, into that episode specifically in our reviews. But um, like when when Tori comes back with a bag of groceries, I was just like, oh, Amanda, what are you thinking? That's like so I insulting, know. like
0: it's so condescending. And yeah, but I love that they ultimately get to a point where, you know, she's saying to her, like, I, 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 I am glad you want to get your life back on track. And I'm, uh, and I want to help you. Yeah, And we right. know where, and, and that scene where she talks to Daniel about her past, you know, Amanda really shows a side of her. We didn't, we didn't know certainly. And we understand why this is, it, it just doesn't, it helps the relationship with Tori. It doesn't feel like it's coming out of nowhere.
1: Right. And I'm glad that when they do hold things like this, you know, so close to the chest and reveal later in yes. in, in later seasons that, it makes sense. You know, yes. you, you don't sit there and you're like, ah, yeah, I don't buy that at all. Yeah, so that, I they think, think that's
0: everything what, through. I love they really it. really do.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that's my number four and your my number, number three.
0: Oh, wait, did you do your number four?
1: The,
0: I guess I, I did not.
1: No, okay. I, <laughs> please give us up. Okay, so anyone that follows me knows that I'm a huge fan of this character going all the way back to the Credit Kid part two. So the fun, the last 20 seconds of the um uh, four ten we find out that chosen is in the u s
0: yeah! what the hell,
1: <laughs> so why this is on my list um, not just because it's chosen, it's because it's like i I think during the off season you know as as fans do, we start to speculate and throw out <laughs> you know just weird theories, and people are always like well, what if Chosen comes to the U.S. to help Ralph and Billy? And I'm always the first to be like, why the hell would he do that? Like, <laughs> he, he hasn't seen Daniel in 35 years. He shows up and, you know, yeah, they do the karate cousins and they spar and he gives them the scroll. I was like, he he he's not just going to fly to the U.S. and help a man that he hasn't seen in 35 years. And again, let alone, were, you know, they face off to the death, you know, as death. kids. So... Yeah him showing up there i'm like okay well we're gonna have to have a few minutes of some sort of exposition or like a flashback of like getting that call and convincing him to come over because shows it looked like he is ready to throw down already he
0: is ready <laughs> he oh is my ready. god i love him what so are your much? thoughts on that i couldn't believe it i you know squealed uh <laughs> yuji is somebody i had the honor of interviewing and he's just so lovely and i will say um you know i have a EW.com has a digital cover story out right now of Cobra Kai. And we did speak to um, a lot of the cast and Ralph Macchio tells a story about how he knew the first scene that he and Yuji had together for season three, he, he could tell, and he looked over and he saw the creators watching and he could tell like, this isn't going to end here. He's going to come back somehow. Like wow. it was such a great they had, it was such a great moment in that, you know, the first scene where he's in the, um, the, the cafe with, uh, with, uh, and, and Chosen is just all stern and, you know, it's all awkward. He just said, I could tell that the guys were so excited that this, you know, there was going to be more. And so it's great that they found a really interesting and surprising way to bring Yuji back. And I can't, I, I don't know how it's going to play out in season five, but I'm down for it because uh, he's so funny and he's just I, I can imagine that it's going to be a very um, sort of odd couple pairing.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah and, and to even imagine like when chosen meets meets Johnny, what would that be like? You know, and I, I even tried like going back to the tombstone. I go, well, it's not like some sort of big anniversary of yeah. Mr. Miyagi's passing. So I'm like, gosh, what is it? Did did Daniel really call? and like, Yuji, I should use your help. We lost in this karate tournament yes. using Miyagido, and it wasn't enough. I need your help <laughs> to take down these these bullies of mine. Okay, Daniel, I'll. I'm on my way.
0: Yeah, I'm transatlantic. You know, I'm going to fly. You know, 14 hours to get to. You. Yeah, it. I think within the realm, the universe of Cobra Kai, which is a, you know, of course, a slightly heightened universe. Um, I think it is about honor, and you know, Daniel says, "I can't honor an agreement with men who have none," and I think that's why. I would imagine. I don't know, but I would imagine that's part of why chosen. Uh, is coming back because he doesn't want this dishonorable form of karate to take over the Valley. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I, I, I like that a lot because, you know, we kind of talk about like chosen. Did you really understand the meaning of honor when you were like, you know, in, in <laughs> kid two? So maybe he did finally, but he's understand. evolved. He's evolved. Yes. We know yeah. he's evolved.
0: Yeah. 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 So,
1: um, all right. You're number three.
0: Okay. My number three is all about Anthony LaRusso. Um, I've always loved the Anthony character, like even in the first two seasons and, th- you know, season three, we, we saw him for like 30 seconds, but I loved in, initially that he was this, just this rotund little brat who had nothing to do, wanted nothing to do with karate. He was just, you know, uh, making wisecracks all the time and, you know, constantly exasperating Daniel. And um, first of all, when he came back this season, I totally didn't recognize him, you know, even though we saw him for a few seconds in season three, I feel like he grew even more. And I loved that moment when Johnny um, says, you know, what'd you do, did you switch to Whopper Juniors? You know, because like, he didn't recognize him either. And in terms of this character, to, to have Daniel LaRusso, po- possibly pop culture's most famous victim of bullying, Learn that his own son is a bully. I think that's such a great twist and such a great use of this character. Who, admittedly, you know, uh, as Ralph Macchio says in our in my interview with him, you know, he admits they didn't necessarily know what to do with this character early on. You know, he was too young to really be involved, and now he's finally old enough to be involved in the storylines. And this is such a a. a smart and unexpected way to use him and to have, to tell a story about bullying where Anthony is a bully, but he's almost bullied into being a bully. You know, he kind of is, is done is, is pressured by his, you know, little dipshit friends Uh to bully poor Kenny. And that's an interesting dynamic, you know, um, because within, you know, bullying takes all sorts of forms. And I think this is an interesting uh, position to put
1: Anthony in oh absolutely with the cyber bullying and all that yeah um you know like uh, I I could even see like maybe this is what it was like for Bobby from the OG Cobra days right like yeah he's kind of the the, the the nice guy and maybe he was a little bullied into like being a bully as well so yeah. I'm gonna jump in this is my number two so so I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit and not specifically Anthony is more of Griffin's performance as Anthony because yes. you mentioned like You didn't even recognize it. I didn't either. Those Whopper juniors will do you wonders. I'll tell you, (laughs) you know, but um, oh my God, Griffin delivered such an amazing performance from the scene at the, um, the playground at night, you know, where he's just like, I, you know, even his stance, I was like, okay, do you know something? Because that looks okay to me, you know, I'm I'm a fighter, but, but um, yeah, just his uh, performance and, um, the way the the relationship between Anthony and Daniel in the seasons, so like the sit down on the couch, you know, played as of, you know, finding drugs in his room or something, yeah, except for it's a yeah. Cobra Kai hoodie. Um, yeah. Just Griffin did such an amazing job, you know, kudos to the writers to give him something really great to do. Um. But uh, nobody saw the twist at the end after Daniel busting the iPad that Griffin's or Anthony's going to be like, okay, you know what? Um, Dad means business. And yeah. Maybe I shouldn't be a little shit anymore. And I was watching that with my nine-year-old son yesterday. I was like, what do you think about him breaking that iPad, huh? Trying to give him a look as in like, you know, if you act like Anthony, like, you know, I might might do that or have somebody who's stronger than me do that for me. (laughs) So... Yeah. So I, and I, I feel like that might have been a little something for the parents, you know, like
0: because I feel absolutely. like we all want to do that sometimes. Like we all have the kid who's stubborn or who's oppositional. And, uh, you know, the idea of being able to finally get them in line. And there's another layer there when he has that conversation with Daniel and says, you know, I'm sick of hearing about Mr. Miyagi. I wasn't you know, I, I, I don't you know, Sam has memories of him. You have memories of him. I'm not, you know, I'm not part of that. And it's an interesting, uh, again, the writers really thought about why has Anthony kind of been resistant to this, you know, karate family this whole time? Why has he sort of been intentionally separated from it? He shows no interest in it. And there's a root of it there. He feels left out. He feels like he's not part of this other thing that the family has. And that's really smart, uh, and so I really I enjoyed that. And I'm, you know, certainly Kenny. Poor Kenny, yeah. you know. Now that he's gone to the dark side, I do worry that uh, Kenny and Anthony will have uh, more conflicts in season five. Certainly, Kenny threatens him with that. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see more of Griffin uh, in this position.
1: Yeah, and I really liked that um, in the finale too, where where Kenny is beaten up on Anthony and Robbie. Walks in like, you know, uh, Anthony Russo was your bully, you know? So, you know, just to see that play out. And um, yeah, I just, I did not expect that. And then the little Easter egg is like, uh, you just leave me alone, you know? Uh,
0: Yeah. Harking back to
1: his dad and the the OG. So, yeah, really good one. Like, I was like, I, I think I originally had it around three. And then as I was adding other things, it dropped to four. And I kept on staring at it. I go, no, you know, like, I think Griffin did an amazing job like, it needed to go higher. So I, yeah. I had to hopscotch over a few people there. So, um, let's see, does that lead to my number? You just went, I jumped into add. So, so I guess it's back to you for your number two. And then I would go back to my number three.
0: Okay. So my number two may be on your list. I mean, we've got to talk about the rematch, the incredible rematch between Johnny and Daniel oh, okay. in episode five. Um, And the fact that it's a draw, which is incredible, Uh, I I suspect that fans will be, you know, freeze framing every uh, frame of that sequence to see if they can determine uh, who who, uh, actually won the point, although, you know, as you can read about this in my in my EW.com story, but you know, I was like, was it always a draw? Are you guys serious? Did you always have it be, you know, or did you consider other options? And, you know, the, the, the writers said, they, the creators said they really, they always knew it was going to be a draw and it was important for it to be a draw. And I just loved that because, um, you know, in season one, two, and three, we were sort of, mostly in season two, I think we were sort of, or was it three, where we, we got a, a hint we got like a, a a taste of a Johnny Daniel, Daniel rematch when uh, jo- uh, Daniel goes to Johnny's apartment to pick up Sam two. and yeah, too. and they and they have that short little fight in the living room. Um, but you know, it wasn't enough. it was It was like an appetizer, but it wasn't enough. And I do think it's great that we finally get the full rematch, and it's really it's it's for the fact that they they just simply cannot agree you know, they each think their way is the right way. And that's obviously a big theme of this season. And the fact that it is a draw, you know, I think is foreshadowing that that neither of them is right, you know, in terms of I'm the right way and you're the wrong way. And that's something they learned from the kids. But that was such a great uh, such a great sequence.
1: It really was It actually is not on my list, but I have really thought about it. Yeah. um, because also like in season, in season one, they came back from the bar and and they're like, all right, so we're gonna do this, right? So so yeah. so they even teased it in season one. We got a glimpse of it in season two, like you mentioned, and yeah, it's not until season four we get a full blown match.
0: Full blown um,
1: match. I I I uh I followed that uh, Johnny's Twitter account. There's no tweets. <laughs> They, they created it in April of this, of 2021. So well, I think, it, it, yeah, they yeah. can't,
0: they can't give it away, but maybe they will. No, I, I, I wanted
1: to jump on it if it was available, yeah. but uh, yeah, it, it has been taken and no follower. Oh, I'm the only one following. Uh, and <laughs> they have not yet followed anyone back, but um, yeah, that's, that's a really good one. Uh, I just, it, it would definitely, it would probably be number six uh, yeah. for, for me to be honest, but okay. um really great sequence. And, uh, I just love how Mitch is trying to commentate too. Like that was really funny.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and you know, Johnny saying, is there another angle? Go to the other right. angle. And it's like, I've got one phone. There's, see. you know, this isn't sports center. Like we don't have, uh, you know, surround right. cameras. That was really funny.
1: Surprisingly, there was only one phone, but, yeah. you know, I guess if you're like, this is sensei versus sensei. Like you're probably wanting to pay attention.
0: Yeah, you know? really, really focused. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Chris holding the phone was kind of like, you might even miss something, you know, just yeah. trying to make sure that you're filming. It would be funny if they re- uh, go back to the footage and it was like at the, uh, look, looking on the grass or something, you know, like just yeah. nobody was paying attention. <laughs> um, so let's see the one and this one might be on yours. So the one that uh, fell to number three for me, I have Terry Silver double crossing John Kreese.
0: That's my number one. Yeah. Yeah. So since is
1: your one. Why don't you go ahead and get into it?
0: Well, there's so many things I didn't expect about this. Um, one, I certainly never expected that Terry Silver would uh, have an arc that lasted more than one season. And clearly, you know, heading into season five, it seems as though it, he will. And um, I also, you know, I, what i liked about the terry silver and john creese dynamic this this season is that it it didn't play out as expected in that you know terry silver wasn't just slavishly doing whatever john creese wanted you know the the more time he spent with him and the more he you know got involved with the students he he clearly had his own agenda and he was sort of pissed that you know crease holds this you know oh, i saved you from i saved your life and and terry is mad that he's indebted to him he's he's resentful of that and that's an interesting dynamic um and so the fact that he decided at <laughs> the end uh to to uh and the way he did it to you know beat up Stingray nearly to death and have, you know, and you, you learn that the reason he did that was to frame crease. It's incredible. Um, so I am very excited to uh, see more of, of Terry Silver when I spoke to Thomas Ian Griffith uh, you know, he talks about how uh, you know, he hadn't been acting for a long time and, you know, you've sp- spoken to him as well. And, and this, he said it was going to have to be the right thing to lure him back into acting. And he had been hesitant to do Cobra Kai if it was going to be a one-off. And so I think the fact that this was a, a longer arc is, is something that really lured him back in. And I love it.
1: Yeah. I, I know that the big three, as we call them, um, love that character and I don't know a, a better you know, termed and used, but they're going to milk it for whatever they can, you know, to, to, to keep Thomas uh, in this role. The, um, the day that we spoke with Thomas, that was no, no, actually no, I'm thinking about something else. Uh, we spoke with Robert Mark Kamen yeah. or something unrelated. So we had that interview and in, in my interview with him, um, Mr. Kamen spoiled Thomas's return as Thomas oh. uh, Ian Griffith. He goes, Oh yeah. You know, Thomas kills it in season four. And if you go back and watch that video, my eyes are searching. Like, did, did, did he really just spoil <laughs> that? So I moved it along. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, well, yeah. I'm not touching that because like, you yeah. know, one that knows our show. We really try not to spoil people. People got mad at me that like Mr. Came and spoiled that. It's like well, I, I didn't even ask him. Yeah. yeah. solicited. Yeah. So he went on another uh, on the another YouTube channel, like I think a couple hours later, doubled down and said, oh, Thomas is great in seasons four and five. We're like <gasps> season five, two you know so, Dude, so what? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah so mr kevin do it out here so so i kind of knew that he was going to be in season 5 and so i i still wasn't looking for like how how is he still going to be there um because it would take the enjoyment out of the way so i just kind of let things play out but the very first sequence where you see crease call him you know cuz we're like oh he, that's the phone call right yeah. and and we see um uh, terry's end it's an unknown number so well, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, I guess that's probably Johnny's phone. I don't know if Chris would have switched phone numbers, you know, right, so right. maybe that's why it's unknown. But the fact that he hung up, I'm like, OK, there's, there's something going on there. And to see it unfold and then the reveal, the twist at the end there. Um, yeah, it, it just made me go, OK, what are, what are we in for with Terry? Yeah. He's so unbalanced right now.
0: And, uh, you know, sorry to keep uh, touting my story, but I definitely want people to check out the ew.com cover story because I did talk to Martin Cove about, you know, his arc and he had some really interesting thoughts about, A, you know, having Terry Silver come on and then B, um, learning, you know, because he didn't know at the beginning of the season, learning that uh, it was going to be something that continued into season five. So definitely check that out. Just, you know, he's very uh, he gets it and he's on board with it, but he definitely had to take a journey in his mind to get there. He also told me, and I'm sure you know this, and I'm sure everybody else knows this, but like uh, that Terry Silver only exists because he got that show hard times on planet earth. Do you remember, do you know this? Mm, Oh, oh, you talk
1: about um, 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 Martin Cove did.
0: Yeah, Martin Cove yeah, he could couldn't be the, the he couldn't, yeah he couldn't be the lead in Karate Kid three to do all the stuff he was supposed to be the one that was tormenting Daniel, but Correct. he got yes. that TV show, and so that was funny to to learn more about that and how he had to came and had to rewrite and right. you know, create this character. So we you know we can all uh, thank that short lived uh, sci fi drama for <laughs> Cobra Kai. Season four, essentially. Right,
1: right. <laughs> I, I didn't know the name of the show. That's why I was a little confused. But
0: yeah, I, Hard I just, Time on Planet Earth. Marco definitely know the story. A, yeah, he played a um, an alien soldier who is sent <laughs> to Earth as punishment for leading a rebellion, like an interplanetary rebellion.
1: I needed to find and this. So, uh,
0: yeah, it's, it's on YouTube. <laughs> you can okay. find it. Okay. Uh, trust me, I went and watched. <laughs> okay. um, so... Uh, he was not allowed to, you know. I think he was obviously allowed to feel, film a few scenes in Karate Kid 3, but he just wasn't allowed to do the lead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I'm, I'm glad that they got to have like some really meaty stuff together. Whereas, yes. yeah, you know, Chris was just shoehorned in, 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 um, Karate Kid Part 3 for the little time that they had with him. And then it was Terry's, you know, movie from then on.
0: Yeah.
1: So, now I'm I feel like my number one is kind of like oh that's a little underwhelming uh, compared to like everything that we've discussed but this is my last one and and you've you've already listed all I've of done five. mine okay I'm
0: all, I'm all good
1: okay so my my number five I, or number one rather um, I believe it's so high is because like how it hit me okay. when I did not expect this uh, very moment I, I knew eventually we would probably get it but I didn't think season four but it's what M- Miguel tells Johnny. He loves him. Oh, oh yeah. See, good. so, yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: it's just, <laughs> oh, my God. That whole storyline is so sad. Oh,
1: yeah. So, you know, you just to kind of re- refresh, because you guys watched it last night, but, um, <laughs> you know, Miguel uh, comes over to Johnny's Johnny's, you know, literally pissed drunk on the floor Helps him to the bed, and and Johnny's telling him like you know I want to be your dad, I want to do that for you, and this and that the other thing, and and Miguel is just you know with the teary eyes just you know like, I I love you, say like, I love you too, Robbie, and I'm like oh, oh. of course of course you would, so yeah uh, my 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 son he was just like he just called him Robbie, I go yes he's he's too drunk. And, you know, my son doesn't really understand the concept of like being drunk and the impairment. Sure. And so like, I was trying to explain it, but, but I think he was just more shocked. It's like, he called him the wrong name. You know, and I go, Is yes, that, yes, yeah. There's, there's yeah. to it, But yes, you're, you're, you know, on the right path. But yeah, just, um, I, I don't blame Miguel, but really trying to go find your dad in Mexico though. Uh, just well, be careful.
0: Yeah, I definitely am concerned about poor Miguel off in Mexico by himself and I'm super into the idea if it happens of Johnny wandering around Mexico trying to find him. Yes. Can you imagine it'll be amazing. Yes. Uh, but I do <laughs> I, I mean cuz he
1: has, you know, such a vast knowledge of the language in Mexico. We've we have we have heard it's, him speak it.
0: It is so bad in terms of like you know sort of culturally he will definitely be a very culturally insensitive if not necessarily on purpose but just yes. you know he's not the most enlightened man in terms of but i do love that uh you know obviously miguel really feels so bonded to johnny and and as a surrogate father and i think it's so you know that moment uh of him saying the wrong name, it's all, you know, he doesn't know that he did it, but it all comes, you know, when Johnny realizes at the tournament that um, Miguel isn't there and that he doesn't come back, you know, and Johnny realizes like instantly I let him down, you know, even though he doesn't know he called him the wrong name, he realizes in that moment, like I was placing my issues and my rivalries and everything in front of what was best for him. And I let him down. And I love that he just has that instantaneous realization. And um, and then that coupled with the fact that Robbie, he and Robbie have almost like a tentative reconciliation too, you know, where Robbie comes to realize like, blaming you is not healthy for me, you know, and, and I don't know what to do. And he just, t- there are two boys who need their fathers. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, as a, as a mother of a son, I, I really, you know, I felt that too. I felt it, you know, and we were talking about Joel's performance and Tanner's performance, especially in those moments, there's, it's just, it all ties together. I I really was moved by both Johnny and Daniel are threatened to see their own children bonding with the other, you know, to see mm-hmm. Sam bonding with Johnny and to see Miguel bonding with Daniel. And then to realize at the end that you should want your children to have good influences in your life. You should want your children to have people that adults that they can trust. And, you know, beyond, besides you adults that they can trust and that they can go to. And yeah, I thought that was really Again, this is why I would say it's a dramedy because those moments are so moving.
1: Yeah, yeah, you you don't expect those, but oh my gosh, t- talk about like waterfalls for sure. Yeah, from from those two moments. Um, yeah. Okay. Th- yeah, I'm pretty sure they're not in the same episode, right? I, I believe
0: the um,
1: Cholos is in four, 409.
0: Yes, and then okay. and then Tanner's is in because uh, Cholos is in. It's after Johnny. Is beaten up by terry terry silver
1: Uh, so right right okay that's right that's right okay yeah i didn't expect that either that'd probably be number seven (laughs) well
0: right and uh i did when i spoke to the um cast you know i talked to them about you know because we see uh crease we see some softening in him you know again this sort of fathers and sons or fathers and sur- surrogate sons and, you know, connections, this theme that plays through, Creese starts to realize that the way he treated Johnny, you know, he doesn't want to replicate that with Robbie. He doesn't want to replicate that with Tori. And so to see, you know, it seems like Creese is starting to, not necessarily completely reform, but he's starting to to really recognize his own uh faults and I do wonder if that if there's any way going into the future you know is there a way where he and 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 Johnny make amends you know is right. there and and uh William Zabka did talk to me a little bit about that and just said you know that he likes the fact that there's somewhere to go with that storyline you know that there could be we don't know what happens to Crease in season five, whether he's in jail or what. Could, can you imagine like a jailhouse fight? Crease just oh, yeah. kicking ass in the jail. I would love that. Um, I,
1: oh my God, you, you, maybe you, uh, you know, a little did a little inception here, you know. So, know, so we'll was, see if it
0: happens.
1: Send that to the internet, right? So
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. but I, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine. You, you can't put him in a holding cell and not have a fight breakout. I'm just saying, guys. I know they already wrapped season five, but... If, yeah,
1: that just occurred to me after I made the comment about like, sending that to the internet. It's already, yeah, but yeah. You know what?
0: They can always go back into production. Just do yeah. it a little reshoot. Get, That's true. If, if it hasn't yeah. happened. But I do... Uh, I like the idea that there could be more growth for that relationship because obviously Kreese is starting to realize, you know, the flashback to... The flashback to you know, beginning of Karate Kid 2 where he's like choking out Johnny for losing the tournament, you know, he's realizing like I was kind of a monster.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh. I just to see where, you know, if if they kind of wrap up the thread that is silver versus crease, like, what happens in season six, which at this point, it hasn't yet been renewed, but yeah. early on, they, they always talked about like an outline of six seasons. So yeah. that's why, you know, people often hear like six seasons. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of theories, I guess for the next however months, we're going to have to wait for that season six. So, Chris, um, I want to thank you so much again for for coming on. Let's just kind of um, recap our <laughs> our five. Sure. And and close out the episode. So go ahead, just just list uh, all of your five. Then sure. I'll jump in with mine.
0: So my number five was Dimitri in the Pac Man suit. Incredible episode eight. Love it. I hope they start mass producing that so uh, <laughs> I can buy one for my son. Yes. Number four, Amanda. Amanda and Tori. Amanda was arrested in her youth. I love that backstory. Number three, Anthony LaRusso as a bully, as a bully and, and, you know, uh, having that full circle journey of realizing, uh, you know, Daniel realizing that his son is a bully. Uh, that, number two, the rematch between Johnny and Daniel ends up a draw. And of course, number one, Terry frames Kreese, uh for attempted murder.
1: Now... Carrie Underwood, she had a song about taking a baseball bat to a vehicle, right? I believe so,
0: she did. I believe I wonder, you're right. I can't remember what a, it's called, but you're right.
1: nod, perhaps. Um, so speaking of Carrie Underwood, um, her appearance and covering Moment of Truth was my number five. Uh chosen in the US, what? Uh for my number four. <laughs> like already in the US. Already? I love it. You guys already saw a phone call in season three. We're just gonna have the other guy just show up already. So we'll just bypass all that. Um number three, Terry Silver double crosses crease, which was your number one. Um Griffin's performance as Anthony for number two for me. And the last one, number one, Miguel saying, I love you to Johnny, uh, and all of the, the waterfalls there. Um just a great moment may have to do one of those like saddest moments of like Cobra Kai seasons one through four. That's going to be a tough one.
0: That would be, be, but that's a great, that's a great uh, emotional moment.
1: Yes. So you've teased um, some things coming up. You tease some things that uh, have come up. Well, what, what is, what is uh, scheduled to come out the same day as this episode?
0: Uh, the entertainment weekly EW.com dot com digital cover story uh, is uh, out with uh with ralph macho and william zapka on the cover and then the story is filled with spoilers just like this podcast so just uh and it's you know talking i've talked to the cast and the big three and uh about just all the major developments uh for for johnny and uh and daniel in season four and a little there's a little uh little looking ahead to uh, to season five, speculative. Um, and I will have uh, posts coming up uh, in the coming week or so about, uh, like we talked about Carrie Underwood and how that came about. And of course, um, another one about the music, uh, just in general, the music on the show. I think this season um, had some great uh, music cues. Uh, and so I talked to Hurwitz a little bit about how they match music with, the moment in each, in each episode because they do such a great job. Um, and yeah, there will be more uh, and some video as well. So I check it out on EW.com.
1: Yeah. Um I appreciate that. And if it's not already in the show notes, I will retroactively add that link uh, of the, 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 cover spread uh, into the show notes. So uh, it'll be easier for you guys to check out. Uh, Chris where, where can people follow you? They want to carry the conversation, talk Cobra, yeah. Crancari Kid with you.
0: Uh, they can follow me on twitter at kristen which is k-r-i-s-t-e-n g baldwin kristen g baldwin
1: all right and again that will uh, be in the show notes uh, for me on twitter i'm at cobra kai pod on instagram at cobra kai companion companion spelled with a k uh, also check out the website for our interviews uh uh, at the time of this recording, anyway, 82 interviews at Cobra Kai Companion.com or on any podcast app of your guys's choice. So, uh, again, Happy New Year. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And yeah, season five can't come soon enough, you guys. So, uh, and,
0: <laughs> probably another year, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, let, let, let's cross our fingers for a, a shorter wait. So, all right, you guys, uh, take it easy and catch you guys next time. haven't you done enough princess?